This is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you again for joining me in my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. Today we are on the third part of the topic of healing, and we are in Luke chapter 4 and using that section of Scripture as a launching pad to look deeper into the reality and the concept and the principle of the healing of Jesus. Well, here's what's happening with Jesus while he's in the town of Capernaum. Within an approximate 24-hour period of time, he does three things. Luke tells us that he publicly casts out a demon in the synagogue. Number two, he privately heals Peter's mother-in-law of a high fever. And then thirdly, he very publicly casts out demons and healed everyone in the village who was sick. These events must be highly important in the life and ministry of Jesus because Matthew and Mark write about them as well, in addition to Luke. Matthew provides the most compelling statement to tell us why these events happened and why we should seek to understand them. Matthew says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. So let's go to Isaiah 53. Uh, That certainly must give us some insight into the healings performed by Jesus. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging we are healed. That's Isaiah 53 verses 5 and 6. Here it is revealed that the suffering of Jesus was for our well-being and for our healing. Let's not gloss over this. Jesus healed and cast out demons, and Matthew says it was to fulfill Isaiah's writings. So here's the question. Is healing part of our salvation through Jesus? Well, the simple answer is yes, absolutely yes. Healing is definitely part of our salvation in Christ. Let that soak in for a moment. Jesus died for us to cleanse us from our sins and guilt and to provide us with a new body. But we must be careful to understand what this means. What does the promise of healing and a new body mean to us? We will see that the salvation of our souls is full and complete today in Christ. We also see that the salvation of our physical bodies is still yet to come. It will not be fulfilled entirely until our resurrection. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 1 through 5, this section teaches us a very important spiritual reality. It says that for now we groan and long for our new body. We groan to be clothed with our heavenly covering. That's in verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 5. For now this body feels uncomfortable. It's like a burden. It's painful. But soon, this mortal flesh will be swallowed up by a resurrected body, at verse 4. How do we know this? Well, verse 5 says that God has given us his spirit as a pledge and promise by him that our new bodies are coming. So when God heals today, it is not necessarily a guarantee that he will always heal in this world. When God heals today, he is kindly giving us a sneak preview of our future physical healing and complete transformation that we will receive when he gives us a new body. 
The Spirit transforms our spiritual being with a new heart and soul. Right now, we are forgiven and we are cleansed. In addition, the Spirit is given as a pledge of the future transformation of our bodies in heaven. So let's bring it all together. In summary, here's what we've learned about healing. The work of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, is to provide us with complete salvation, spirit, soul, and body. The transformation of our spirit and soul with complete forgiveness of sin happens to us here on earth when God saves us by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 and Romans 8, 1 and 2. Thirdly, the complete healing and transformation of our body comes at the second coming of Christ. It comes for us when we are in heaven. That's found in 1 Corinthians 15 and also 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10. Jesus' ministry of healing was to validate that he was God, John 3, 2, and to provide a picture or a preview of his work of complete salvation of soul and eventually of body. We should definitely pray for physical healing. We should absolutely pray for healing and to call upon everybody we know to pray for healing as well. There's no doubt. For loved ones who are not saved, we pray for their physical healing and that God may use this healing to save them spiritually. For loved ones who are now saved, we pray that God would physically heal them, that they might live longer to serve and to bless others. And we see that in 2 Corinthians 5, 9. But in any case, certainly we should pray for healing, and God may choose to do that. The full work of Christ has given us a new heart and a new mind spiritually right now. For now, we have the Spirit as a pledge of what is to come, which ultimately will be full transformation in heaven of a perfect soul and a perfect body. 2 Corinthians 5, 1-10. Spiritually, we are forgiven and we are saved. We have a new mind and a new heart in Christ. But physically, the promise of complete transformation, complete healing will come when Jesus comes or when we die and go to heaven. Well, Father, it is in your nature to heal. In your perfect time, all things will be made new, spiritually and physically. We long for physical healing and vitality, but we know that sometimes you call us to suffer, just as men and women of God in the Bible suffer. Well, make us aware that our longings for wholeness, physically and spiritually, should remind us that this earth is not our home. We are not long here. Heaven is our home. But in the meantime, may we surrender ourselves to you fully and completely and be used by you for your glory. Amen.